Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Bill from Texas. Bill, uh, we're waiting, Bill. It says here... Hey, so, I didn't hear you, Joe. I'm sorry. I hope you and your wife are doing well today. Yes. Um, I, I'd like to talk about your attitude toward Trump, Trump President Trump. Uh, you know, 70-some-odd million people voted for him, and they may want to see the send-off. And, and why should we, with the First Amendment, criticize uh, anybody who wants to watch it. If we don't want to watch it, we turn the TV off and read something else. Because because Trump is an asshole, and I've always tried to figure out who in the fuck were those 74 million people that voted for a man who not only is an, has been an asshole for the last uh, five years. This man started his campaign based on racism. And you and Bill, so let us have a conversation. You know that's the truth, because he started with the birther thing, which was just pure D racism. And then of course and then of course he he, he I mean he was long he was doing racist stuff long before that, like putting uh when black folk would apply for uh an apartment in his property, put C on the application, he and his father would do that. So he he's a he he's been a He's been practicing racism for a long, long time. So let's go. Let's move on up to uh, being the president of the United States. And even to here we are right now. How can I mean, you know, you started off being very decent. I hope you and your wife are doing well. How can you justify a president of the outgoing president of the United States that doesn't have the decency to treat the incoming president, who, by the way, got 84 million votes, 84 million votes. You're asking me how I could deny you and and others an opportunity to see him try to upstage the inauguration because there were 70 million people who voted for him, 70 million plus people, but yet... How can you honestly say that he is being decent in how he is and the first lady are treating the incoming president? Yes or no? I am not saying. I, no. no. Yes, yes or no. Is that a decent way to behave? Can I speak? I mean, it, look, excuse me. You can speak when, when, when I ask you a question. This is my courtroom. No, you you're just trying to avoid the question. That's why you 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 spoke. I did. I took your question, and I responded to your question. Now it's my turn. Now answer my question. Could you repeat the question, please? Oh. Was he being decent? No, I'm not well, saying then, that he was being well, decent. Well, but but is he being? Let me ask you: that. Is he is he being indecent? I. Joe, I, I oh, don't know. It, I don't oh, yes, you do. That. Oh, I come off you. of it. Wait a minute. Oh, you know what, Bill? With all due respect to you, and I appreciate you calling in, you know damn well it's indecent. And and for Joe. you to sit up here, no, you know it is indecent. Come off of it. When you Bill know called, it. 
When Bill called, he said that you were lying about the pardons. That's that exactly what he said on the phone. Well, then, uh, he then said, Bill nobody's is being... paying for Donald Trump to pardon them, and that's a lie. Well, that is a lie because they they are. They, they, they have they have matter of fact to be quite candid. If Bill wanted to wanted to really make a point, people have done that. They've they've hired lawyers uh, to be able to lobby for a pardon. They, and and if Bill would have brought that up, I would have agreed with Bill by saying that's not illegal. What I suggested was 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 that giving the fact that Donald Trump is such a liar and is such a transactional president that I wouldn't be surprised that he's not getting a kickback. I, that's what I, that's what I was going to say, but you know, if that's why, if that's what you told the screener bill, then that's what you should have stuck with. But this is not a first amendment issue. I'm not, uh, uh, NBC and, and, and the networks are not obligated to carry Donald Trump's farewell show. Especially after this is a man who instigated insurrection in this country. Now let me ask you a question. Hold on a second, Sherry. Hold on. If Bill is still there, do you believe, yes or no, that he instigated an insurrection? Let me ask you uh, uh, once again, once again, once again, uh, uh, once again, Bill, we're, we can hear you. I, this is my show. You got to get used to it. If you want your show, start a podcast. But you know, you called me. I didn't call you. So, you you know, you're going to play by my rules. Do you believe he instigated that, that, that what we saw last week? People. Huh? I'm sorry. You're I didn't being hear you. indecent when you bring up things. One like person. What? Like one what? person you like what? heard said that there's over a hundred pardons that he's going to issue. Hey, wait a minute. Bill, are you, you freaking excuse me. Bill, Bill, one person, that's what they're saying on every network. It's coming from his It's coming from his, it's, it's coming from <laughs> his aides. They're Fox saying news that is this, reporting that. The news is oh, Fox dude. is reporting it. Man, oh, God, Bill. This is a man who is trying to give a last self-constructed final view of himself as being a wonderful send-off instead of officially standing to the side on a podium where his successor is taking over. He won't even he won't even give his successor the decency of showing up and doing a peaceful handoff. I mean, Bill, but so let me go back to the question that you don't want to answer. Do you believe in some way, and I'll clarify that, that he helped to instigate that surge on the Capitol? That was a poorly, poorly done and and riotous act that should not have occurred. Excuse me. Uh, Hey, Bill, stop, stop. I agree with you. You're absolutely right. That's not the question. You heard the question. I'll, I'll, I'll one more time and then I'm through with you because I'm over time. Do you believe in some way he was responsible? No, I think it okay. was pre-planned. All right. Thank you. I appreciate your call. 
Let me welcome uh, the president of the National Association of Attorney Generals, the D.C. Attorney General. Uh, let me thank you so much for taking the time uh, to be with us. What? Let me ask you, uh, Carl Racine, do you believe that Trump was responsible? Well, thank you for having me, Joe, and I wish uh, your wife, Sherry, uh, well and hope the whole team is staying safe. Look, uh, the District of Columbia does have a criminal offense that's called inciting violence. That's an offense that my office is taking a very hard look at. Um, The offense applies to any individual who urges, goads, spurs, provokes, stimulates, uh, and otherwise incites people into violence. I heard with uh, with particular attention the Texas caller's um, argument, and yes. I have to say that his argument has some merit if it is indeed the case that a group was hell-bent on doing what it did such that an individual's words uh, may not have mattered. But it's way too early to tell whether that's the case. And, of course, even if the Texas guy's argument is right, it may not be right as to every single person who stormed the Capitol. And there is no doubt that the individuals that went to the Capitol went, as they had told agents and people from my office, at the president's request, that they were fired up at the level of misinformation and disinformation about the authenticity and validity of the of the elections, and that we know the elections were valid. Over 70 courts found itself. And so it's a close question that we're looking at, balancing the First Amendment with criminal liability that should apply if we can establish incitement of violence. Now, what is your responsibility as the uh, attorney general for the District of Columbia, as opposed to the responsibility or in concert with the uh, attorney general? It's a great question, and Joe, you know, because you live in D.C. In D.C., the Office of Attorney General shares criminal jurisdiction with the federal prosecutor. And so the federal prosecutor has jurisdiction over a swath of offenses, sedition, murder, felony murder, federal weapons charges. In D.C., we have jurisdiction over weapons offenses and ammunition offenses, as well as curfew violations and the charge of incitement of violence. We are right now collaborating at a high level with the U.S. Attorney's Office. But, of course, as a distinct sovereign, we'll decide what we need to do in light of the facts as to whether we charge someone or not. Well, now, let let me ask you, um, is it a question of who gets first bite? Uh, you, You talk about incitement. Uh, Both of you, the attorney general and you as the D.C. district attorney, uh, have, have, you know, about incitement. So let's hypothetically, uh, let's say, okay, we we know it is possible, as you have said, that the president could have or Giuliani could have incited uh, this violence. Who gets who gets first bite? Well, it's a great question. Uh, Here's the way the charges break down. Okay. Over at the federal prosecutor's office, the charge would be a felony with serious jail time 
anywhere from five to 20 years. In my office, the incitement of violence charge is only, relatively speaking, a misdemeanor. And this is a part of our lack of statehood. If we had statehood, we would be able to charge and bring felonies. But because we don't, we're restricted uh, to misdemeanors. So here's what I can tell you I'm going to do. I'm going to collaborate with the federal prosecutors. I'm going to uh, make sure that they're proceeding in good faith. Let me make a very important point. The federal prosecutor who's overseeing the investigation right now was put in there by Donald Trump. And so I think we've got to trust but verify. After January 20, um, President Biden will have the opportunity to put in his own acting U.S. attorney. I'm going to play it uh, very, very smart and make sure we keep the pressure on, including on this current federal prosecutor, so that we know that there will be charges to appropriate offenses and that there won't be anybody getting any political favor. Now, speaking of political favors, there is also the fact that uh, a lot of these uh, uh, people have been arrested in their and correct me if I'm wrong, Carl Racine, in their own jurisdictions back home. Um, That's right. And uh, there have been uh, some, a couple of cases, at least that I've, I've, I've watched uh, develop, where they, they've been uh, released, maybe, I don't know, low bail or that type of thing. You've got your hands, uh, really, I mean, you've got your work cut out for you, uh, because how do we assure... And is there any way to assure that these 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 individuals who stormed the Capitol uh, get maximum penalties or maximum sentence, and they don't get a favor from judges back in their home state? Well, I think here we've got to just continue to follow uh, the developments uh, and keep informed and put the appropriate pressure on. I okay. wouldn't go. I wouldn't uh, form judgments right now based on the initial charge or even initial bail. Right now, what's going on in the courts is that they are, because of COVID-19, uh, leaning towards release, depending um. on whether there is a history of violence and a history of not adhering to orders to return to court. Also, later, charges can be added. So right now, I think it's important for us to be patient and yet scrutinous. And I can tell you, I am patient and I will be scrutinizing everything that's going on in the District of Columbia. And now let me ask the final question. And again, I appreciate you giving us this time. Um, What about Donald Trump? Uh, Do you have any kind of jurisdiction as it relates to Donald Trump after he leaves office. And is your office looking at bringing uh, legal challenges or charges against him? And if so, what? Sure. So we do have jurisdiction after the president leaves office to, uh, to review and if we believe he's violated the incitement of violence charge, to bring that charge. Um, and so that's what my team is doing now. I can't tell you how much time we spent reviewing all of the words, reviewing the crowd, looking at how the crowd reacted after various speakers, including the president, spoke. 
to ascertain whether we have the elements of a criminal offense. Again, we've got to be fair. It's not that we can go after someone because we don't like them. The law and the facts have to match up. Well, I understand that, but, uh, but then what it, it seems I, this is interesting because it what makes a for example if 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 you have uh, I don't know if the word would be witnesses, but if you had a, a group of people who said publicly, "Oh yeah, I came down here, took over the Senate, uh, took over the House, scaled the walls because my president sent me." <laughs> Can, can you, I, I think those can, are those are relevant facts. There's no doubt about that. Okay. Um, but at the end of the day, when it comes to criminal liability, uh, criminal liability uh, really, really rests on the mindset of the person charged. Okay. And so, did the person charged um, intend to create a situation uh. where it was likely that there would be violence on the Capitol? I don't know about you, but I'm bothered by words yeah. like combat justice. Yes. Fight, fight, fight. Right. Don't show any weakness. Right. Show them what you mean. These are the kinds of things that cause my office to look at this case very, very seriously. And and and, and I I got to also tell you, uh, <laughs> I'm also bothered by the word, and I've lived with this. Most of my uh, adult life with the NACP, the word intent, I have always found it difficult for the law attorneys to, how do you prove somebody's intent? Well, I, you know it, what, let me just, let me, uh, on the on the day after the great Martin Luther King holiday, an extraordinary human being, let me just throw out a rendition of facts, if you will, that clearly would not be inciting. So when Martin Luther King is walking peacefully across a bridge um, and police aggressively come towards the, uh, the, the, the protesters and they are nonviolent, that is no incitement to violence. We know that none of that, that Mr. Trump, President Trump nor any of the speakers talked about peaceful protest, nor nonviolence. There's a way to do that very easily, to encourage your, your, your supporters to be peaceful and nonviolent. Right. That was not obviously done. And indeed, after the atrocious attack on the Capitol, what did we hear? We heard an expression of love, a love of so-called patriots who stormed the symbolic um, memorial yeah. of our democracy. So this right. is a difficult case, a challenging case, um, and by no means uh, is uh, are any of the speakers out of the woods. Okay. I'll end it there uh, with the hope that you'll continue to uh, you know keep us posted because this audience uh, really learned a lot today um, and, 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 and as it relates to the, uh, the uh, district attorney for the district, Washington, D.C., Versus Thank you so much. Let, can I, mean, I say yeah. something else? One point here, because yes. this is a yeah. really big deal. Yes. The social media companies, and I'm talking Twitter, Facebook, Google, they've got a lot of uh, answering to do as well. We know that since the takedown of the president from the social media airwaves, that disinformation, misinformation, 
lies about the election have decreased 71 percent. Why did it take so long for those mega platforms to take lies down? You know why? Because they profited from that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, public profit uh, from lies, I think, is something that we all need to take a look at. uh, And we need to urge these uh, companies uh, to be held accountable. I agree. Absolutely agree. Because, like you said, you, you said it well. I mean, now all of a sudden, now you're ready to, to to take it down, take this down, take that down. Where were you? Your point is well made with the, it perpetrating all these lies all these years. Uh, please keep us um, on your agenda. I thank you so we much. We uh, Because you Thank you, you so really, much, Joe. No, you bring it. I, I, I really appreciate the fact that you just bring it straight without a lot of legalese. So I don't have to go to law school to figure out what you're saying. <laughs> well, you know what? You know the law better than 95 percent of the lawyers. So you make it easy for me to answer your excellent well, I, question. I, I've been around a lot of lawyers in my lifetime. <laughs> Thank you. I'm All glad right. you're one Thank of you, them. Joe. Thank you. All right. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.